Thank you. Welcome to Schmears the Deal. I'm Nick Feynman here at Jake Seawalk. Jake, where are we today? We are at Veselka, uh, ninth and second. We are. It's it's packed and house. And for three twenty in the middle of the afternoon, it is wildly crowded. Well, and Jason Burchard, who's the owner, is here with us, and he can tell us a little more about that. Before we get to that, just a little rundown of the show. We have our interview with Jason. We'll go through our recurring segment, Mention Schmuck of the Week. We'll review the first six episodes of House of Cards. No spoilers. You should be six episodes through at this point. I think that's pretty fair. We'll break down our March Madness brackets, and we'll have a final toast, and then we'll get out of here. Um, but let's bring in Jason Burchard. Jason, how are you doing today? Very well. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you so much for having us. So we are sort of, for those people who have not been here, uh, Veselka is sort of a large rectangle, you could say. We are at the back corner of it. It is filled with tables, and there's a counter up towards the front. Jason, how long have you guys been here, and what's a little bit of the history behind the place? Sure. Um, Veselka was founded in 1954 by my grandfather, and uh, who was an immigrant from Ukraine, um, we're housed, this building, or this location is housed in uh, an organ- a building that's owned by Plast Scout Organization. Um, and it's been here ever since 1954. My grandfather was a founding member. Here comes some food. Some Ooh. borscht. Ooh, the borscht. <coughs> Challah bread. Challah. Um, and he was uh, a founding member of this organization, and he was uh, brought into assist in running a little counter slash newsstand candy shop simple sandwich and soups to the scouts and children that lived in the neighborhood or who would definitely come here every Saturday And but um, it was a, a way to um, offer some simple offerings to the neighborhood back in the early 50s due to the, um, the changing neighborhood at that time at that time it was a very big um, Ukrainian, Polish, Irish, Jewish community in this in this area. Uh, he, he seemed to do okay um, through the 60s, and then my father, who married into the family, uh, took over the business. There was some hardship in the 70s, and he decided to make it into a more of a restaurant versus a candy shop slash simple soup counter. And he got some favorable reviews early about serving a, a good, inexpensive breakfast. And part of that breakfast was bagels, pancakes, eggs. And he did a, a breakfast special. You know, at that time, you know, you get, a lo- you get a shot of juice, a cup of coffee, bagel, eggs, you know, for a set price. <clears throat> and you guys still do that, right? You still have that. Correct. Because the shot of juice sticks out to me a little bit. When you have <laughs> breakfast here, it's a comes with a little a little cup of juice which i is pretty unique to yes hear, yeah, it's a it's something that's that was started by my father when he came in in, uh, in the late 70s and transformed the menu um and, and then he, he the breakfast was a big core of that transformation and he, he decided to do some things that were people were asking for you know besides your typical buttermilk pancakes we offer buckwheat pancakes you really can't find many buckwheat yeah. pancakes in a neighborhood when you're thinking about Ukrainian food, what like what are the staples? So, you know, my my grandparents, you know, were the original one of the original uh, some of the original items on the. By the way, keep, on the keep menu. we're going to try to dig into the please borscht, do, which just came. I, I don't. I have not had borscht many times in my life, so there's going to be an interesting so, reaction. We're excited. We, it's we one got, of the staples we got a lot here. of accolades for our borscht. It's, you know, it's a it's a three day process with the the beets being. It's really uh, good. 
Jake, thoughts? Cooked cabbage, potatoes. That's so good. <laughs> and it's good for you, they say. <laughs> um, so then the... Ukrainian, then, Ukrainian food in general, though, I think. Just what I... To get us back Ukrainian topic, food is, is, a, is peasant food. You know, a form of peasant food is all very... It's uh, potatoes, beets, carrots, cabbage. And, you know, we do a ver- variety of... All, all our... 99% of our food is uh, made in-house. We, we buy some breads, and unfortunately, we do buy bagels from a third party. But everything, basically, from soup to nuts is made here, scratch. The, the whole kitchen is as, long, as big as the restaurant downstairs. Oh, wow. And they work uh, typically 18 hours a day, different shifts. Uh, ladies, uh, yep, women making pierogies to uh, soup, so forth. Um, so that being said... Uh, over the course of the 80s and 90s, the restaurant expanded over, uh, over uh, in, in certain segments. And this last uh, major renovation to the spot where we're sitting now was in 96, gotcha. almost 20 years ago. I mean, you were saying earlier that it was like less than a tenth of the size when it was, when it was Correct. founded. Correct. Back in, back in 1954, it was literally a, you know, a sliver on the, on the corner with a very small counter. I, I believe it was only borscht was served at that time and some simple sandwiches. But... Um, through the early 50s and 60s, this neighborhood was a lot more neighborhood-oriented, meaning that there was a, several butchers where you would go for your, uh, your local meats. There were bakeries that would get your rye bread and your you know, so assortment of bagels, whether they made them there or they, they were brought in. And we always tended uh, to buy from those local uh, purveyors. And do you still buy from local purveyors in the yeah, area? So I know they've moved around a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, they have moved around. You know, we were we were big fans of an, uh, of uh, uh, regarding bagels, H and H bagels, until they uh, their demise, and um, and that we now currently work with. Uh, we purchased from a company called All Natural Products. It's a co- small, co- small company out of uh, Queens, but they make their own bagels. We've recorded at uh, H&H up on the Upper East oh, Side, really? but I guess it's no longer in this area. So you speaking of this area a little bit, you guys have been here a very long time. 62 years. What has changed the most? What have you seen change? And with that, how have you guys been able to stick around? I mean, you guys have been a staple for that long. Not many places have. A good question. Um by stay, sticking to our roots, by offering quality, home-cooked food at a reasonable price, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt that we're open 24 hours. We're in a heavily um, trafficked pop- area. Traffic populated area with students from NYU, Cooper Union, SVA. Um, that definitely, uh, you know, there's a big population base, so there are always students in this area, but... Um, Mm-hmm. The larger base that was the Ukrainian ethnic Ukrainians that were in this neighborhood, unfortunately, have uh, moved, and the neighborhood has gentrified. But um, like any long-standing business, if you offer a good product and good service at a reasonable price, people yeah. will come back. So something that we've found um, interesting as we've gone from from store to store is kind of the legacy of a place. What's it been like? Uh, being in the family business? High standards. I mean, I, I don't know if you ever worked for your father or your grandfather. Unfortunately, my grand, I never had the pleasure of working with my grandfather. He had, uh, he had passed at an early age. But um, family business is not easy, but um, you, you get learned to respect. You know, my father's been in this business 30 years and it's, it has seen good times and bad times. And, um, you know, you have to stick to um, 
you know, he's he's a, a man of details. And you got to, you know, keep up with the details <clears throat> and make sure that the quality of food and the, you know, the level of service is what it is. And um, do you do you feel does that put a certain amount of pressure on you just because it is the family name and. I, I I I take to heart. I take, you know it is a labor of love, and you know right. it's it is a. I, I have a, a five year old child, but this is a, a child of mine as well. And he, he, my father has often mentioned he has, <laughs> he has five kids. Uh, that this is, 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 his, that chi- this, is that, this is his first child. Is that child one day going to be? Yeah, well, we, the it's, store? it's it's well, we're we're partners now, so at, at some point there will be a, gotcha. a, a, a transformation or a, a transfer of a. But th- that's another story. So as far as as far as we, we talked about the roots of the food and everything like that, what is your favorite thing on the menu? What do you I, do? You eat here every day. I mean, I guess you are here every day. So I'm here. I'm here typically six days out of the week. Um, I, I, believe it or not, bagels are one of my uh, sta- my breakfast staples. Um, I, I, I enjoy- we believe that we eat a lot of bagels. <laughs> I can I can guarantee you that. Um, uh, all the soups, depending on the you know if it's a, a cold day. You know, soup soup is good food. Right. They say. Um, I always find myself nibbling on a pierogi here or there. We we do offer. You know, one of the things that we try to do here, we offer different specials, uh, we daily specials, and we're now started this kind of theme. We had a campaign going in the fall through the winter, where we had a pierogi um, contest that you had anybody that would give us a comment about filling a pierogi, and if we chose the fillings that you had come up with a, a creative pierogi filling. We would give you a hundred dollar gift card. Who won? So we had several. Oh, you had several winners. We had several winners. We did a, a pierogi of the month. Um, Tom was basically the, the ultimate judge, and and see how the two fared. But uh, we did for let me think. We did a cherry and cheese for February. Back in January, we had a mushroom truffle pierogi that was a big hit. What and, um? Can I ask one of our favorite questions? What was, what was the worst suggestion you heard? I, I can't. Uh, I, I don't really don't want to uh, <laughs> s- spoil your spoil your, your meal, but um, some very crazy concoctions of of different um, Japanese you know, kimchi and. Um, have you ever had kimchi. someone? Have you ever heard of an order where someone someone orders something off the menu and they want to alter it to a degree that you just you just I, I, say what are you, like what are you thinking? <laughs> I, you know, the, the, the East Village has uh, many eccentric, uh, <laughs> d- different uh, characters roaming the streets, especially he- especially true. here in the East Village. So I, again, uh, there, there have been multiple requests for everything and anything, and we, we try to accommodate as best as or as as feasible as possible. But I, I can't recall off the top of my head. But if I did, I probably could write a book about it. What, and just, I've been sort of wondering, I guess, how hard it is to run a 24-hour business especially when it comes to restaurants it, it, again it's because it, it seems it, like this place is, is always full it's 3 p.m on a thursday and it's like where they're like four open tables right now <laughs> it's amazing uh, again very thankful uh, grateful to the you know, the customers that love the food and well i mean you were right when you said earlier great food great food it's reasonable like, price yeah it brings people it in it's good service um i i got a great management staff that i that uh I, I'm very thankful for that. I, I do have, I would say, a good core of the people who have been here a number of years. I have very low turnover. Do they have? Or I've 
always wondered this coming here, I guess, because I know you guys are generational, but have people worked here for multiple generations? Are there families that are sort of involved with the store? Is that there, something there, that there are some people that are down, that work in the kitchen, that do a lot of the cooking, uh, you know, the soups. I have right. a woman that's been making the soups for, uh, she's probably been doing it for 30 years. Um, the borscht tea is very, very and good. She, and, so she goes, and, she's, and she does it all by eyes, nothing off a recipe card. Um, and then when you ask her to write something down, she doesn't. Re- she tends to forget. So, it's all. It's all. We, 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 awesome. we, we did get it down, just in case, uh, in case of illness. But she, she's. So you guys can keep going. Keep going. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But she's very rarely missed any time. So I am fortunate to have a great kitchen staff, great management team. You know, and for the most part, a, a great staff that enjoy working. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us um, and for recommending the food we order, which we're very excited to try. Uh, We'll come back with that and mention Schmuck of the Week in our review of House of Cards. This is Schmears the Deal. All things on Earth only exist in different stages of becoming garbage. Okay, your home is a garbage processing center where you buy new things bring them into your house and slowly crapify them over time, okay? This is your life. Welcome back to Schmears the Deal. I'm Jake Seawalk. He's Nick Feynman. We are yeah, at uh, Veselka in the East Village at 9th and 2nd. A very busy place. I'm for, having a blast. I don't know for, about you. For uh, 4 p.m. on a Thursday. Happy St. Patrick's Day. This place is awesome. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Jake, not wearing green, by the way. Oh, you are. I didn't I am, realize yeah, you because I'm not a heathen. I don't know what the... Jake's taking a big bite into the bagel. So right now on the table... Very yummy. Right now on the table, we have some bagels and schmear and lox. Some borscht. Not, not too surprising. Some pierogies. Some pierogies. Some latkes. It is just a, a feast up in her. What do you think of the bagel? Really good. It is very good. I'm actually wow. pretty happy with it. So for our normal listeners, obviously this is probably, this is the first place we've been that is not pretty exclusively a bagel store. Right. I mean, Barney Greengrass is more of a deli in general. It's a fish store. It's an appetizing store. But Vasoka has such a great history. And frankly, the food is so good. We're I, happy to be here. Yeah, we're very Thrilled very to, be here. to be here. And everything we've had so far has been... Seriously, nothing short of delicious. Do you want to try the pierogies real quick? Before yeah, we... sure. So we have a short rib and uh, arugula and goat cheese pierogi. It comes with sour cream. Which one is this? You're going to have to bite in, figure it out. It comes with sour cream, some onions, and applesauce. Jake is just going for it. I got all three. Mm. My goodness gracious. The one I bit too is the arugula and goat cheese, which is my... I got the short rib. My favorite. Here. This is amazingly good. Oh my goodness! All right, Nick, and I've never had anything that's this delicious. I, I was. Tr- this is Jake's first time here. I'm. I will say a big fan of this of this place. Overall. Oh my god. <laughs> Short rib is very good. That's also, so good. Uh, for people that come here, I'd recommend the sweet potato one as well. Um, with that, you want to go to mention schmuck of the yeah, week? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, this is mention schmuck of the week. Let's match. I think a mint is like a superhero. Those were the days when I was just a poor schmuck. They're looking at him like, what a schmuck. All right, Nick. So uh, 
you requested specifically to take Mensch this week. It, for I the called second, in the Mensch for phone. the second week in a row. So, um, so who you got? Pretty unheard of. Um, our Mensch this week is David Begnow, who's a CBS News correspondent. He actually, pretty unbelievably, was covering the storms in Texas this week. Found a dog stranded in a house during his live shot, which for those of you that don't work in TV news, that's when he's sort of standing up talking to the to the anchor man, saying, "You know, over here, this house is stranded." He, po- <laughs> he points to the to this porch, and there's just a dog on it. So afterwards, he goes and rescues the dog. And the reason, specifically, besides just rec- rescuing the dog, that he is our mentor of the week, is he gave the dog a bagel. How topical. <laughs> I don't know if that was the best thing to give a dog. I'd probably argue it might even be the worst thing to give a dog. But for our purposes, oh, I think it I really could, it's definitely not the best thing. But it's, I would guarantee you that it's also not the worst thing. <laughs> True, especially in the flood worst. But David, to you, my friend. What do you got, Jake? I've got a, uh, a young gentleman by the name of... This is a schmuck, right? Yeah, this is a sh- uh, schmuck. Uh, Otto uh, Warmbier. Do you know this story? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, Mr. So, Warmbier. So uh, he went to North Korea and... What an idiot. I was wondering if we were going to talk about this this week. Well, yeah. I mean, he's... Yeah, just give it... Why don't you give us a quick he's overview? He's an absolute... So he's a kid schmuck. close to our he age. He stole a political banner. In North Korea. In North Korea. Was immediately found out. <laughs> and was just sentenced yesterday to 15 years in of hard labor. At the age of 21. Do you think either of us have done a year of hard labor combined? I don't think between us we've done a day of hard <laughs> labor combined. <laughs> the first thing I said when I saw that was, like, I, was wow, that's well, a lot of hard labor. That's, a, that's so much hard labor. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think that entails? Just like brick, picking up rocks, like old-fashioned breaking I think stuff? it's like really old school, um, yeah, just like manual, manual labor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's not 15 years just hard labor. It's 15 years in prison with hard labor. With hard so labor. pretty harsh sentence for stealing a political banner. He is a schmuck. What, like Seriously, what first an off, idiot. why go to North Korea? Second off, yeah. why steal something when if you're, you're there? If you're going to go, even in that region, there are other amazing places. <laughs> but if you're going to go to North Korea, so few people go, just keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Man. That's well, not that hard. Here's our schmuck of the week. I'm sure they weren't. They they. That place is terrifying from this far away. How I can only imagine how scary it Honestly, is. Honestly, just life. don't get it at all. So let's move on to our review section. We're talking about House of Cards. Talking about House week. of Cards, episodes one through six. People that are watching, we didn't want to do the full thing. Well, I haven't finished the full thing yet, so well, couldn't have done it anyway. Yeah, yes, that's true. <laughs> um, have you fi- have you finished? I have finished. Yes. Ooh, interesting. I was quick. So, what do you think of the the first half of the season? I really it's tougher. It. It's tougher for you because I'm only halfway through. I wonder if the second half left an impression. Has well, changed your impression of the first half. Well, I I sort of reverted when I when we decided to only do half. I sort of reverted back to what I thought. Makes sense. Previously, just because I re- I mean it wasn't obviously that long ago. I remember what I thought about it. I really liked it. I mean, I I think there are some really strong television episodes. So in there. just in a broad overview. Um, so coming back into the season, Claire has left Frank. Frank is still president, but is flailing. He has issues. There, there, things are going wrong for him. He still has never been elected. Um, he's in the middle of a campaign, which is the his his competitor in the Democratic Party is passing him by. 
Heather Dunbar. And essentially, a lot of things are introduced this season, but one of them is Claire's mom, who mm-hmm. I think was a really strong character and a great, just me personally, I think was a great addition to this year. Because first of all, it was important to know Claire's roots more, in my opinion. Also, I think she, the mom, serves as a very almost like a preview of what Claire will be. or And it gives you a deeper understanding. She's just this cold... Just vicious, icy, vicious lady. Just an ice queen. But but looks beautiful. Even yeah. though she's... In the show, um, she is very sick. She When you first see her, she's wearing this... She looks like this, you know, stately, older, southern lady. And you see, once you get behind that barrier, that she's nothing like that and actually quite vicious and that that is quite a lot like what do you what do you you want pierogi i want that pierogi all right finish it off um you find out she's really you know quite like claire that on the outside she's beautiful but on behind the scenes she can be quite quite vicious so claire goes home um frank is sort of figuring out exactly what to do with her this the first six episodes go i think that Go through just the State of the Union. They go through Claire trying to be. I think that Vice Robin President. Wright, um, she's great. Is really uh, she? She's great, but she's also I think stepped her game up from seasons past. I think that Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I agree. We've gotten used to a, a certain level of excellence from him in this show. And I I actually think that even though Robin Wright's been great in past seasons, she really stepped it up a notch this season. And I think that a lot of people were a little frustrated by season three, but I think that especially from what I've seen, because I've only seen the first six episodes uh, so far, or this, the first half of uh, season four, right. it's been uh, just as strong as season seasons one and seasons two. Well, I am someone that hated season three. I thought it was horrible. I didn't hate it. I just didn't think it was as good as the first. But season. it was a placeholder in a lot of ways. They needed to get through, a, they needed a couple things to happen. I didn't love the storyline of Frank. and I didn't love the story that Jake is going and retrieving our latkes over there. Because we don't let me give you this as long as we have, we're trying to figure out our table situation. Thank you very much, Arthur. We um we have a wonderful server today, and Arthur giving him a shout out. How you doing? We're good. No, we're good. No Thank need you. for extra plates. We're just. I was gonna get some more coffee, but we're that's generally okay. generally a little messy. Yeah, but I thought last season didn't work in a lot of ways because having Frank and Claire against each other doesn't work for the show. Wow, these latkes are latkes so are good. Really good. Break in. I think that. It's, and I think that it's been, they've really kind of leaned in to the Netflix aspect of the show also. They, what do you mean by they've that? started ending episodes a little bit more on cliffhangers. To play to, into the binge watching. To play into the binge watching. Uh, binge they've, watching. They've, they've started to do that a little bit more than they have in seasons past. Honestly, I find it a, a little bit annoying. Thank you so much. Me too, um, but I've also finished the seasons. Right. So that's, that's the one thing, that's the one downside I think um, to this season otherwise I'm really really happy that they've gotten back to such a high level of excellence because uh, well, I th- I show, the creator first episode is a show creator uh, Bo Willimon is a uh, John Burroughs High School oh really guy. JBS yeah. guy JBS interesting I can't decide That's if that makes me like him or dislike him he's a good dude I've heard good things I like the show I think it he's leaving the show is he really he, yeah why it's time for him to move on. Time to move on? Yeah. I don't know. I liked this season a lot. The first six episodes I thought were really good. I didn't love episode one. I read a really interesting review um, on the season in The Atlantic. They do an episode-by-episode episode breakdown, which I would recommend. 
if you're going episode by episode. And they talk about how the show is best when characters are in like open, seemingly empty spaces, like Claire in her estate where she grew up. Now I have a question. I have a question for you. This is uh, it's definitely related to the show, but it's a slightly larger question. When when not, when shows come out on sh- on places like Netflix or HBO, etc., where they're I guess HBO is different on Netflix, where they're like really easily bin- bingeable. Mm-hmm. Do you watch them in chunks and bursts, or do you really take it episode by episode? It seems like you are you like to binge watch a little more. I love to binge. watch. I actually haven't watched Better Call Saul because I'm waiting to watch like three seasons when they're done. <laughs> That's hilarious. See, I'm the exact opposite way. I am still only watching one ep- like I try and watch one episode of House of Cards at a time. But I'm like I'm like an, a Netflix addict. Like if you give it to me, I'll do it. I don't think it's good for me. <laughs> it's the answer. <laughs> I don't think I get as much from it as I do like a a Game of Thrones where I'm able to See, if I, really like, if I find a bunch of different shows on Netflix that I really like, I'll try and go through all of them at the same time. And I'll do, like, I'll do just as long viewing sessions as you but will. But you'll switch But shows. I'll do, like, f- three different shows. Do you think that's because you appreciate the writing more as a screenwriter? I mean, I don't know. No, really it's honestly just because I've found that I get, like, if I try and binge watch a show, I end up making it, like, 75% of the way through <laughs> and then stopping. <laughs> and it's much easier for me to get all the way through a show if I don't binge watch it. Interesting. Well, as far as House of Cards, I will just say this season I think they did better I think they did better with camera with their camera shots than they ever have. It was more movie like It's always been I think ever. always been really well shot. But I, I but I but I agree I with you. It up. I, I think that season one was the best simply yeah. just because Fincher was behind the wheel. Um, interesting. But it's but it's been it's been very good this season, I agree. Um I have a question. one last question and then we'll go to break. Yeah, go who for do it. you who do you root for in the show? Because I think it's a hard, I think it's a really hard question. Yeah, it is hard. Because Frank is like a hundred percent evil at this point, right? Yes and no. That's well. There you go. So, but the do you thi- like the thing is? Here's the here's the twisted thing about Frank Underwood is that he'll do anything to gain power, but at the end of the day, he wants power because he wants to do good things for his country. Right. Well, there's sort of like that said. It's like obviously, like I'm not down for my president to kill people to get to the White House. Yeah, I think, but <laughs> <laughs> not, sure? like obviously not down for that, but. He does, like, his moral compass is so messed up. Yeah. But at the end of the day, well, he still wants... Well, I think the whole show is. Well, yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's the whole point of, like, the upside-down American flag as right. the logo of the show. I actually find myself rooting for Stamper a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> he lives, I actually. I love where that we are, character. We're on ninth and 2nd. He doesn't live. I've seen about Michael his, Kelly? His kid goes to school, like, a block away from here. I literally I walked out one time. He's a good actor. He's a, Michael Kelly is a very good. I actor. I walked out of a restaurant one time and Doug Stamper was loading a kid into the car and I was convinced no one would ever see that kid. You were just again. convinced that he was kidnapping that kid child. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I guess so. Next week we're gonna talk about Zootopia, right? We're gonna I review. am so amped. That's a great movie. And then we'll finish House of Cards the week after. Give people just plenty a quick of shout out. I saw Cloverfield last night. Ten Cloverfield Lane was really good. Really good. All yeah, right. Well, maybe really we'll good. do that in a little while after that. Um, we'll come back with our bracket breakdown for March Madness. This is Schmier's the Deal. I actually have a habit of making awkward situations even more awkward. Like, I was moving a, a new bed into my apartment recently, and this woman who lived in the building opened the front door for me with her key, and she goes, I'm not worried because a rapist wouldn't have a bed like that. Now, 
what I should have said was nothing. What I did say was you'd be surprised. Welcome back to Schmears the Deal. I'm Nick Feynman. He's Jake Seawalk. We have some latkes on the table. We're almost done with them. I am so... I didn't realize that this half latke was for me. And I, you pumped? I can't <laughs> tell you how excited I am. I, uh, I really could not recommend Vasalka more. <laughs> yeah, man. Like not this, to be biased, I've but never the, been bagel, here. the bagel in Schmears was I've honestly good. never been here, and I was. you've talked a lot about it, and I was honestly slightly skeptical. Skeptic no longer. It's so good. Literally, like in every general, if someone talks oh, about anything too much, you're like, yeah, it can't possibly be. Honestly, everything we've eaten has been Amazing. a 10 out of 10. Like, seriously, 10 out of 10. All right, well, let's, uh, let's talk brackets real quick. So the March Madness tournament kicked off today. We, um, Jaboy is currently sitting at 100% on his picks. Jake's doing pretty well. Um, who knows? Maybe he'll get the whole thing. Note, I'm only three for three. <laughs> so... When this comes out tomorrow, many more games will be known, but we just want to run through what we have real quick. Um, I personally love March Madness. It's one of my favorite. Do you have any traditions? Have you ever gone to – are you in a pool right now? What's what's your betting deal? Well, I explained this to you. It's actually pretty hilarious. I'm in oh, a, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm only in one pool that I do every year, and the way we do it – You guys it's, are maniacs. It's myself and four of my high school friends, and – the way you pick the bracket is you flip a coin, heads the favorite the, the favorite advances, tails <laughs> the underdog advances. You do it for the whole uh, bracket. That's my, so absurd. My winner was Michigan slash Tulsa this year. <laughs> the winner is whoever comes in third, and the winner receives a bucket of potatoes. We call it the annual potato bracket. How do you guys get the potatoes? I was wondering this. Amazon. Amazon. You Amazon them a bucket of potatoes? I'm actually good on coffee. Thank you very much, Arthur. Thank you. Arthur has done a great job taking care of us today. Um, All right. So So let's get into it. Let's go east region. East East region. North Carolina, Florida, Gulf Coast. Who you got? UNC. Okay. Uh, USC Providence? Providence. Yeah, me as well. Indiana versus Chattanooga? Indiana. Kentucky Stony Brook, Kentucky. Me too. Although I, I think. By the way, this is not my coin flip bracket. Just to just thr- <laughs> just to clarify, this Fair. is my Fair. just. I just made this bracket. I put it on the ESPN just like general pool. Uh, Notre Dame, Michigan. Michigan. West Virginia, SF Austin. Michigan. SF no. Austin for <laughs> Wait, me. West Virginia, not not Michigan. Oh, sorry. Yeah. West Virginia, SF Austin. Yeah, West Virginia. I have SF Austin there. Interesting. That's my big... Four- 538 does not give them a 14. very good chance of winning. Dude, 538 <laughs> was so wrong last year. I know. I'm just messing with you. I know you don't like it. God, I would love to have Nate Silver on this show. And I would be nice to him if he came on. Xavier Weber State. You got Xavier? I got Xavier. I got Xavier, yeah. All right, let's... Uh, round two. Xavier Pittsburgh. We'll go back up. We'll go back up. Oh, we never said Pittsburgh, Wisconsin, did we? I've got Wisconsin. You got Wisconsin. I have Pittsburgh. All right, Xavier. Xavier versus I have Z- Pittsburgh. Wisconsin. I have Xavier beating Wisconsin. Me as well. I have Xavier advancing. I have West Virginia toppling Michigan. Okay, I have Notre Dame. You've you've confused things here. So you have Michigan beating Notre Dame. To yes. clarify. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So I have Notre Dame moving on and beating SF Austin, who presumably will have upset West Virginia. 
Uh, Kentucky, Indiana. Who you got? I have Kentucky. All right, I have Indiana. I don't agree with you. And I have UNC have over UNC. Providence. All right, Sweet 16 for this region. I have West Virginia over Xavier. I have... By the way, I have West Virginia. I don't want, Actually, I don't want to spoil. Okay, I have, Xavier, I have Xavier moving on to the Elite Eight. And I have Kentucky over UNC. I have Indiana over UNC. Interesting. So we both have Upsets. UNC losing. In the Sweet 16. In the Sweet 16. All right. And uh, then I have... Let me just oh, clarify for anyone listening. We are far from experts on this. We are sports fans. Literally, we're not even... Close to... I don't... Close. close. Like, I'd say that we're average, if not lower than average. Well, it's like the... How, I, it's so hard to choose a bracket. I feel like... I got it this year. 100%. <laughs> I, well, got, I figured it out this year. Trust me. Didn't they didn't they do some study that like chickens running on like a bracket with feed did better on average than most I than don't most know. humans? That's hilarious, I think though. they did. All right, uh, let's move on to the Midwest. Virginia, the number one. So seed. we're going to come back to each elite eight matchup once we do. Correct. All, all right, cool. So sort of calibrate. So which everything. one are we going so, to? So uh, we're going to go to the Midwest. Virginia's number one seed. Michigan State is the number two seed. I have uh, Virginia versus Hampton. Do you have the sixteen to one upset there? No, I don't. And thankfully, uh, UVA has. Doubled Hampton's score in the first <laughs> half right now. It's 40-20. to 20. Yeah, it's not super surprising. Texas Tech versus Butler, who you got? I picked Butler. Butler already won. All right, I had Texas Tech. I lost. Not Ooh, in, in looks like I'm but beating you. Not super surprising. Little Rock versus Purdue. I got Purdue. What about Iowa State, Iona? Iowa State. Iowa State as well. Iona's supposed to be pretty good, though, so that it's could be a... Iowa State's winning by 10 with a minute left, so... Well, all right. <laughs> uh, see... <laughs> <laughs> Seton Hall Gonzaga. I've got Seton Hall. You've Seton Hall. I have Gonzaga there. Did you pick any upsets, or did you not, literally not just go one, chalk? But I have. So, so the way I do it is, I. The, generally speaking, there aren't that many upsets. It's just that those teams then tend to make it decently far. Like I have Seton Hall winning in the first round, but I also have Seton Hall advancing all the way to the Elite Eight. But so that's okay. We, we but that's that's an upset oh, no, down the road. Oh, okay, I see. All right, uh, Utah, Fresno State. Utah. All right, me as well. Um, Dayton, Syracuse. This one was very close yeah, for me. I have, I have Dayton, though. I have Dayton as well. I actually, think Dayton's a good team. Actually, Syracuse sucks. I can't believe they're a 10 seed. Then I've got Michigan State in the lower and you one. Have Michigan State. All right, let's go back up. Uh, I got Michigan, Michigan State, Dayton. I've got Michigan State. Okay, so as do I. And then I have Seton Hall over Utah. You're a maniac. I have Gonzaga over Utah. Also a maniac move. <laughs> Maybe more of a maniac move. Uh, Purdue, Iowa State. I've got Iowa State. I have Purdue, Texas Tech, Virginia. Well, I had Butler. Oh, sorry, Butler, Virginia. But I have, which is but I have Virginia advancing. All right, so that gives your Sweet 16, Virginia versus Purdue. Who you got? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? I have Virginia, Virginia versus Virginia Iowa State. State. Okay, well, we're working off different brackets. I have UVA toppling Iowa State. Okay. And then on the other side, Purdue. I have Michigan State beating Seton Hall. Me as well. All right. Um, no, wait. How You have them beating Gonzaga. Yeah, well, I have Michigan State advancing, which is right. the key at that point. All right, so we both have Michigan State and UVA? Correct. All right, so let's go to the West. We're going West. Oregon's number one seed. I've Oklahoma's got, the two seed. I've got Oregon beating, beating Holy Col- Cross, although it's going to be a nail-biter, Nick. I have a buddy A buddy of mine at work is <laughs> has Holy Cross in the final four. Really? He's amazing. Like, for real? For real. The, the one... 16-1 upset I could see happening is Florida Gulf Coast. Thank you very much. They, well, um, they won by, like, 50 in the play-in game. And they did that, what, two years ago they, they went? Yeah, well. as a 15 seed. All right, so All right. Oregon moves on. St. Joe's v. Cincinnati. I have Cincinnati out here. Baylor-Yale. 
Currently, uh, Yale is up five at halftime. Okay, hold on a second. I I have Baylor. And this, I have Yale. There's this, my upset. This Let's happens. Go. This happens every year. Let's go. The Yale. Ivy League team slows it down to a crawl, and somehow they stays in the forty league. points in the first half. No, That's no, a lot no, of points. No, no. Somehow stays, and then they just get out muscled in the second half. You watch it. Just m- mark my words. Yale's winning. They that needed game. to be up by way more than five All right, points. Duke, now. UNC, I have a feeling. I, I really hope I don't come to regret. That statement. Uh, I have Duke moving on. I have, they already I won, had right? Duke moving on. They already won. They right? already won. Uh, Texas versus North Iowa. Got tes- Texas. Te- Tejas. Tejas. Uh, yep. And Tejas A&M versus Green Bay. I have Texas A&M. What school is Green Just the Packers playing. I, they're pretty good. Yeah. Green Bay. Right, yeah. Oregon State VCU. VCU moving I on. I also have VCU moving on. And then Oklahoma CSU Bakersfield. I have Oklahoma. I have the also Sooners. have Oklahoma. All right, so Oklahoma v- VCU, which is in both our brackets. I have Oklahoma. Uh, Texas, Tejas A&M versus well, Tejas. Who do you have? I have Oklahoma as well. Okay. Yeah. I have in the Texas A&M-Texas battle. That would be a fun one. I have A&M moving on. Me too. Although I think that's going to be a good game. I have Duke beating Yale. I have Baylor beating Duke. Interesting. And, and then uh, I, have, I have Oregon beating Cincinnati. Me too. So uh, Oregon versus then... And then I have Duke beating Oregon. Okay, I have Oregon beating Baylor. And then I have Oklahoma beating Texas A&M. I have Oklahoma beating Texas A&M as well. So you have Oklahoma and Oregon. And Oregon. Yep. And I have Oklahoma and Duke. All right. You know, you know, like Duke's not good this year, right? I've actually watched them play a decent amount. They're 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 not bad. Well, of course they're not bad. They're they Duke, but they went through a rough stretch right in the middle, which really hurt their seating, and then they got hot again at the end. Do you hate Duke like I do? Mm-mm. Well, clearly not. I love Duke. Oh, my God. You're evil. I used to go to camp there every summer. I could see that. I went to golf camp there every summer. <laughs> I loved it. Are you serious? Are you yeah. good at golf? I didn't know you played golf. I can't tell if you're kidding. No, I'm serious. I, do, do you play, like, a lot of golf in your life? I have, I had no idea you played I, golf. We'll get back to this later. I played very competitively in high school. All right. Well, I'll, I'll ask about this in the extra schmear. All right. Therefore. All right. Kansas, Austin, Pay. Oh, we're in the South. Uh, Kansas is the one seed. Villanova is the two seed. I had Kansas. I have Kansas moving on. Colorado, UConn. I have UConn. They already won. Right? I also had UConn. Uh, Maryland. I've got Maryland over S- South Dakota. South Dakota State. Um, I have Maryland as well. Hawaii Ca- versus California. California's leading scorer broke his hand. I picked Hawaii. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, Arizona, Wichita State. I have the Wichita State. Shockers. Also have Wichita State. I, I, Fred Van Vliet or whatever the hell his name is, who's still on the team, who seems like he's and been Ron there. And Ron Baker. They've so both been there for, for four, like ten years. Forever. <laughs> like I swear, I swear they played in the 2004 March Madness tournament. They're good though. They're they are really good, good for 40 year olds. Uh, <laughs> uh, Miami Buffalo. Uh, I have uh, Miami. Also on. Miami. L- Jim Laranega. Quick story about that. Who was the coach at George Mason when they made that big run? He is now the coach there. I have met him. I'm a big fan. Nice. Uh, Iowa Temple. Uh, I have Temple. Iowa. Okay. Villanova, UNC Asheville. Villanova. All right. Uh, so Villanova. Then I have Villanova over Iowa. I have Villanova over Temple. I have Wichita State over Miami. I do as well. I have Hawaii over Maryland. You're a maniac. I have Maryland. Let's go UMD. And I have Kansas over UConn. Same. Then I have things stabilizing a bit. I have Kansas over Hawaii. <laughs> Kansas and I, over Maryland. And I have Villanova over Wichita State. I have Villanova over Wichita State as well. So we I have think that's going to be a great game, though. Yeah, I think I that'll be that'll be good. Uh, well, if that happens, it'll be one of the better games of the tournament. Yeah, with uh, the 40-year-olds on the Wichita State team. All, All right, right so, so let's go back to the East. So our lead eight, let me just go through mine really quick. I have Kansas, Villanova, Oregon, Oklahoma, Indiana, Xavier, Virginia, Michigan State. Who you got? And I've got Kansas, Villanova, Duke, Oklahoma, UVA, Michigan State, and Kentucky and West Virginia. 
So uh, our the right side of our bracket is kind of different. So let's let's start in the East. Who do you, who's your matchup there in the Elite Eight? In the East, my matchup in the East is Kentucky West Virginia, and I have. I was going to say this. I have a team that you have losing in the first round in the Final Four. I have West Virginia in the Final Four. I hope they lo- if they lose, I'm going to go nuts. It'd be hilarious. I'm, I'm go almost. I always lose a Final Four team in the first round. So, uh, so I oh, well, a lot of people do. There are a lot of games. Um, I have Xavier beating Indiana in wow. mine. And then down uh, in the Midwest, I have Michigan State over UVA. Me as well. I do as well. Four. I do as well. And Michigan then, State has uh, the best player in the tournament. That means in the in the West, who do you have? Uh, the West, I have Oregon versus Oklahoma. I have Oklahoma moving on. I have Oklahoma over Duke. Okay, nice. And then in the uh, in the South, I have Kansas over Villanova. Uh, I do as well. So I have Kansas and Oklahoma, and then West Virginia and Michigan State. So who do you have in your finals? I have Oklahoma over Kansas on one side, and I have Michigan State over West Virginia. And who is your who is your I have world champion? The Sooners. The Sooners. Wow, as That's your a national good champion. A lot of people won't. Won't have chosen them, so if they win, that'll be big. Um, I don't know. They've got a. They have Buddy Heald, who's a really. I've watched him play probably four times this year, which is a lot for I think yeah, watching one been, college team playing. Televised and level. he's a senior, and boy, does that man have game. He can. He's straight up ball. So I have I have Kansas beating Oklahoma in the final four, and Michigan State being Xavier, and Michigan boy, State is, is my champion. Honestly. The, I wouldn't be upset if that were the finals. That's like such a classic powerhouse matchup. Michigan State, Kansas yeah. would be a lot Izzo of fun versus to watch. self. I would be really be into that. Fun. And that is our bracket should challenge. We, uh, Minimal. Should we have a uh, competition? Our last competition, we never, we never even completed. We never completed. So uh, yeah, we should, and we'll make it the same bet. Should we do it double or nothing? Six bagels in ten <laughs> minutes if I lose. No, no, no. Six bagels in twenty minutes. You get the double the time. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. Double or nothing. Double or nothing? Let's shake on it. We're shaking on it right now. All right. All right, so, and uh, final, well, we'll talk about exactly how we'll calibrate it afterwards because I'm using the CBS pool and you're using ESPN, but we'll figure it out. Um, All right, well, let's uh, move on to the final toast. Uh, This is the final toast. Jake, who are you final toasting? I am final toasting the Cleveland sports fan. It turns out we're talking. We have the same final toast. Really? Yeah, we're talking about the Siri thing. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so quick rundown. If you put in Siri, "Where is sadness?" <laughs> if you ask Siri where sadness is, it will pull up the location for the Cleveland Browns football stadium. Which yeah, is it's amazing. Hilarious. <laughs> Whoever program Siri has some really funny stuff programmed into it. I some really clever stuff. Yeah, well, like nerdy, clever, not super surprising, but things that we would appreciate. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that'll that'll do it for us. Um, we will, like we always say, we'll do better next time. And uh, stay toasty out there. Schmier's the deal is brought to you this week by Veselka, located at Ninth and Second in the East Village of New York City, and is produced by Jake Seawalk and Nick Feynman in association with Team Panther Productions. A special thanks this week to Jerry Seinfeld and Mike Birbiglio. Please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, or for more information, please visit schmearsthedeal.com.